Welcome to Work-Life Changes and Remote Work in Organizations, a special and time-bound series of conversations. Now, these conversations were recorded to create material for the 21st Century Work-Life Podcast's 300th episode, and that was published on the 5th of May, 2022. The conversations reflected on what had happened over the last three years in how remote work has been adopted, and they were so rich in content that I wanted to share them with you. They cover how our guests see remote work in organizations evolving, how they have changed their ways of working over the last three years, how work relates to the rest of their lives even. And in the last section, guests suggest content for future episodes of the 21st Century Work Life podcast, giving us some insight into what is going on in people's minds, what they want to learn about and hear about next. I'll introduce this episode's guest in a moment, but before that, if we haven't met before, my name is Pilar Orti, and you can find out everything about Virtual Not Distant, the company behind this show, over at virtualnotdistant.com. Enjoy. Listeners, I would like to introduce you to Pinar Akaya, who is an international trainer and facilitator studying for the diploma at the Wine Spirit Educational Trust, WSCT. She owns Juliet Wine, working in corporate training and education, and she's the creator of the Turkish podcast, Juliet's Wine Glass Podcast. You can find more about her at julietwine.com, that's Juliet with two T's. And here's the first question for Pinar. Regarding specifically remote work, what are you seeing or what do you think is going to stay the same around working remotely in knowledge workers for the next, say, three years? I think we witnessed all of us a huge paradigm change and probably this is going to be staying with us. So we actually saw that there is a possibility of doing things in a different way and also especially remotely. So I think that this will stay with us. Um, in the in the next three years. So the paradigm change that was triggered by uh, pandemic will, will stay with us. And also, I think the flexibility that came with it, like we all have developed a certain different way of working, including the remote, but not limited to. So I think this flexibility that we developed along the way will be will be staying with us. It might be the flexibility around, you know, the way we work, but also I think it is more um, related to the mindset I think this is going to continue to stay with us. I think also the skills we acquired. One thing I uh, very often repeat is that, you know, before the pandemic and before all these periods, we were just thinking uh, or talking a lot about the digital transformation, digital skills, digitalization, whatever. But no one had actually seen that whether we had those skills or not. So I think now we see whether we have what are now I think we also develop some of them. So um, I think we develop not only technical skills around digitalization, but also also a lot of interpersonal skills that came with us, so more like communication skills. I think those will stay with us uh, in the in the next three years in remote work and also probably in general in the work environment. I think very interesting that you said about developing communication skills. Can you mm. think of anything specific that you've seen, heard, or, or something specific around that? That's very interesting. 
well, I think, I mean, we found a different way of interpersonal communication because, you know, when we were thinking about communicating, we've all been thinking a certain way of communicating, which was dominant the face-to-face. You have to see people, you have to fly to places, and then you have to be around the same table. And this required uh, a certain set of communication skills, which is like watch the body language, see the person, you know, spend some time maybe also outside of the work environment and stuff. And now, as we were limited to the screens and all those magical squares, mm-hmm. I think we changed, sort of shifted our way of communication uh, towards other things. We all, I think we all saw that that's more challenging uh, in a way. And then after this period, I think we started to pay attention to other things, uh, such as the tone of voice, maybe, uh, or, um, you know, whether the person is looking into the camera or not. Um, you know, we, we started to catch different signals around it. So um, this required a different set of interpersonal communication skills. And now I think we're practicing it a lot more comfortably than um, maybe two years ago. What can you see changing? What you described is a change that's going to be sustained, but can you see mm-hmm. anything else that's going to change in the near future? Well, I think the meaning of work is redefined. Before, I think, this period, we've been thinking, uh, or we all had a certain definition of work. And this was more or less the same for many people, right? So, I mean, especially um, people who were working in the corporate environment. So now I think we're discovering, and we're still discovering, I think, the meaning of work for us in our lives now that we have lived, I mean, a certain period, which I think shook all of our beliefs which were in there, or paradigms and everything. I think the meaning of work for us is is being redefined. So uh, why do we work? How do we work? And what is the place of work in our lives? Those are all things that I think we're we're talking about and we need to talk about. Uh, So I think this philosophical inquiry will continue in the workplace, especially when we combine it with the younger generations, you know, their expectations for work. Um, This also includes, I think, remote and hybrid work in, in that sense. Um, so this 95 office and everything, it's, it's all gone. So we're now redefining the whole thing. And I also think that we redefine the collaboration in that sense. So we discovered different ways of collaborating with each other. We just saw that, I mean, we don't have to be in a certain place around the same table. So we're looking into different ways of working. We've been discussing, I mean, especially, I know that we did it together as well, like asynchronous and synchronous communication um, or synchronous works, asynchronous works. So we just, I think, are about to accelerate on that. Um, One key thing will probably be around the talent acquisition and retaining and attracting the talent, which is very linked to that one. Uh, So probably our way of uh, looking into talent acquisition, looking into the talent retention and attraction will be redefined as well. So I think from now on, uh, we will need to find other ways to attract, retain and acquire talent. Can you say a little bit more about that, about what do you think some of the specific changes might be? Uh, I mean, things that come to mind as Mm. you're talking are, is it about, for example, offering flexibility rather than office perks? Or are we looking at something more, more broad, do you think? Companies have to now look into the way they're attracting the employees. And now I think before they were coming, as you were saying, I think for the company's employer branding, um, maybe uh, the social environment, also salary and all the perks around it. I think now the flexibility will play a bigger role. 
how the company's leadership is reacting towards that kind of major changes may play a role. Even our life cycles are changing. So there are lots of people who started to develop, you know, a parallel career, uh, second careers, or having a break and then starting all over again. So companies who will be able to respond to all of those changes, I think, will be more attractive for employees. And when you're trying to recruit for a role, basically you recruit for a role, and then you want to have a person sitting in this role, answering the why in this person's head, I think will be very important for this person choosing your company or not. So this is why I think you just have to be um, looking into talent retention and attraction because the reason why people are coming to companies are changing. The reason why people are staying in the companies also are changing. So it's a total different ballgame, I would say. That's wonderful. And you know, you're really making me think I know someone who has a part-time job in a place where he knows that because he's part-time, his uh, opportunities are limited. Uh, Sometimes he feels like they want him to be there full-time. And I think that this whole, like you said, more people now than ever might want part-time work for whatever reason. And I always, well, I always think that part-time workers are, are a bonus for an organization because usually they're still working in their heads even when they're <laughs> away from the work in those other days. So you actually get more for your money, I think. But also, like you say, it really might fit into what they're looking for. So don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's another kind mm. of flexibility, which I think is being overlooked. Well, I think um, what we're discussing, and now now that you're, you, I'm listening to you, you you make me think also in terms of you know it's not more like oh is this company offering flexible work hours or um, can I work remotely in this company? I, I think it's more than that. It's more like the philosophical change that is reflected mm-hmm. uh, into our lives, uh, the lives of the companies, but also the lives of the employees. So basically, we're looking probably beyond the. I mean, I would say classical, is it flexible work? Do I have to be there and stuff? I think it's beyond this. It's probably a mindset change towards what the work is for people. What about, uh, let's let's get personal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So how has, and and this includes, of course, the pandemic. Uh, I'm covering the last three years more than the last six, just because uh, we've done 100 episodes since episode 200, which was the last milestone. So how has the way in which you have worked changed over the last three years? I think um, I'm, I've discovered also different ways of working. So for a thing, I've always personally, I mean, was very close to, you know, digital and remote. And in the trainings I was delivering, I was always, especially around facilitation, I was always giving a half day to full day sometimes to digital facilitation methodologies. And um, at the time it was like, you know, oh, why are we talking about this? It was like a more like a blended uh, approach to Mm -hmm. the classical facilitation Uh, approaches and afterwards when we had this period it was more like oh my god actually this was the skills that we we should have developed along the way and then be comfortable with so uh, I personally have started to use all of those very actively Um, in the beginning I think people had probably some more question marks around is it feasible can we do that so from a, a client relationship perspective I think I had to be a little bit Uh, I would say, patient so that they would develop those skills. And once I think people start to get to a certain uh, comfortability level or 
skill level, then I think they shifted also towards the the new way of working together. So I witnessed, and I sort of actually, as their trainer and coach, I was coaching them towards this this transition. Uh, this is what has changed. Personally, I saw that actually a lot more was possible um, in the uh, in the remote context. I mean, things that I was not even imagining that we could do. When you have no other choice, obviously you end up, you know, creating things, and you say, okay, the thing that we were doing there and then in this way for many years now, now we can do it in a different way. We can actually replace it with uh, with something new. And I think by force or by obligation or maybe by need, we ended up creating new, different tools. And this is this is making me very happy because I think we were sort of going to the famous out of the box area, which is uh, easier said than done. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy to do that. I was pushing my own boundaries. I was um, being outside my my own box, uh, but also I was helping others to go outside of their boxes. So that was, I think, that was a very good period in that sense. And with your uh, wine expert hat on, I remember in the first, so I think it was in the 2020 IAF's uh, conference, which was online. Mm-hmm. You ran a wine tasting session online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought in maybe five years ago that you could actually an online wine tasting? It was like very sort of disturbing even as an idea. But yeah, it was possible. And I just saw that actually it is possible to do something like wine tasting, which is very sensory, obviously, because you have to taste, you have to see, uh, you have to touch, uh, smell, right? So you use basically all of your sensory uh, feeling and everything that's included. And uh, yeah, if this is possible, I think um, many things are already possible. So we did this and probably everyone was happy around it because we were doing in a, I would say, synchronous way where we were, you know, tasting the same thing, maybe trying to find out a common point, which probably we would not focus on that much if we were in the same room. (sighs) Yeah, I think that was a nice experience. And uh, the wine tasting example for me is an extreme one where you wouldn't, you know, normally think having a wine tasting session online. But I did several of them afterwards and it was all very good. Did you find as well, because I love that you mentioned that we focused maybe on something that we wouldn't have focused if we were in the room together. Mm. Did you discover anything else that you thought, ah, that's part of this where actually we wouldn't have come up with that? Or I don't know, is there any, can you remember anything else either in that session or uh, later ones? The things that people were sharing, uh, like their exchanges, their ideas or their reflections were a lot more impactful uh, if I may say so, because normally around the table, if we're together, probably people would say things, but we would be more focused on the wine, the glasses, and then, you know, the taste in our in our palate. But then because that was a um, an online session, um, what people said was actually triggering what I was thinking as well, because if somebody finds, for example, in this wine, uh, uh, let's say uh, a black pepper aroma, mm-hmm. uh, you would immediately look into it and just say, "Oh yeah, do I do I feel the same? Do I do I smell the same aroma?" So it's I think it was more empathetic in that sense, uh, and more sort of focused on listening to other people and what they feel and stuff, because you're not face to face. And then whatever they say becomes even more important to say, "Am I feeling the same? Can I find the same taste?" And I find, find the same same smell or aroma. We were listening to each other even more in an online wine tasting session. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. The, we use the wine to 
yeah to <laughs> communicate actually and to yeah. help us communicate more wow love it and mm-hmm. so how has your view of what work is and the role that it plays in our lives changed if it has over the last three years I think our possibilities increase. Um, that's uh, that's one thing, and that's 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 what I was saying around the. Mm-hmm. You know, when I said I'm very happy about it, uh, I I think we have a field of possibilities that's a lot larger than than before. On the other hand, when you say in our lives would change, uh, basically I see that we are about to leave the classical career understanding, um, and it's priority for us. So that is changing. And we are questioning things that we haven't questioned before. Uh, and I think it's no longer the classical school uh, work retirement cycle, you know, because before it was like, you know, you study, you finish your studies, you start working, and now you work for a certain period, let's say 20, 25 years, and now you get your retirement. And that's, yeah, that's the, the general cycle. Now, I think, as I just said, you know, the careers are changing. So many people do find the courage to Uh, stop to make a break uh, to create something else which is totally you know unrelated um, and they are recreating actually their career paths I think for one thing our view of work is changing I think before work and the professional career success um, was defining the person so I think we were defining ourselves through our professional successes our work successes um, I think now people are going beyond that We also see this, I think, around corporations. So they are no longer defined by their commercial success, right? So uh, it's very similar with people. So I think we're beyond the corporate success. We're beyond the personal professional success. Something, I think, more intangible, but a lot more meaningful in that sense. The stage is changing, obviously, rapidly. So the stage of work, um, the world we live in, you know, the speed of it, the requirements. So it's like, I would say, you know, surfing on a big wave. And not seeing, you know, what is behind or in front of you. So it's not always easy, but obviously it's more enjoyable when you do that, especially if you like those kind of, you know, high-paced environments. I find, I think, in a nutshell, the world of work um, is a lot more fluid than it was uh, ever before. So there's no defined boundaries. It's rapidly changing. The horizon is not clear, but you need to navigate. So you don't have any other choice. I love that word, fluidity, or that Mm. it's fluid. Yeah, yeah, wow. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the chance to, to expand on anything that, that, that you want to expand in a second. But just going back to then, um, just going back to this podcast, the 21st century work life, where, where the tagline used to be, where we talk about how the world of work and our attitudes to work are changing. Um, that used to be before. And then I changed it. And over the last 100 episodes, it was where we talk about leading remote teams, online collaboration and working distributed organizations. What would you like to see covered in a podcast such as this one? I, I think I mean already say it's a wonderful podcast. I mean uh, I'm not I'm not saying it just to flatter you, but this is what I what I think. And being also a creator of a of a totally different podcast, I um I, I really appreciate. I mean because I I recognize the effort you know behind uh, this this that, that many episodes, right? So first of all, I mean let me let me just congratulate you for that. I think it is an excellent job. Um, and then I was thinking about it, like I mean, what else could it be? And I came up with actually one word, which is inspiration. 
Because I think inspiration plays a very big role for all of us, right? So we are inspired by people, by events, by places, by ideas, everything. So um, I think using inspiration as a departure point, I would be very happy to listen to more people's stories, but on an individual level, um, sometimes also corporate level, but on a priority, I think that will be an individual level. So what might inspire us? Can we go... After those inspirations, what happened? What did they do? Also, maybe very next to it, maybe it's sister concept, the what if scenarios. So what if, I mean, what if this happened in a different way? What if, I mean, it was totally the opposite of what happened already. So I would put, I don't know if I'm being too vague in here, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I would give you like two keywords, which is inspiration and what if scenarios. Wow, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of the what ifs, but I think there's a there's a lot in there. Mm. <laughs> this is why I was suspecting that when I, if I'm way or not. Yeah, no, 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 that's great. It, it makes me think of segments as well. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, the, and now for t- this month's what if? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it because you, of course, like you said, so um, why did you start? Because uh, you started the podcast within the last three years, didn't you? Or have I got that wrong? Yeah, no, that's true. It's been it's been more than two years now. Uh, I've been producing a lot less than than you were, almost a, a podcast a, a month or so. So <laughs> recently, I haven't done any because I'm into the diploma cycle now. Yes, but I mean, I'm I'm nurturing myself a lot, so probably sooner or later, I'm going to give birth to another episode. Yes, and especially if you're studying, you really immerse yourself into that world. And at some point, it just has to come out somewhere. And a podcast yeah. is perfect. <laughs> and as you say, exactly. a, pod- a podcast about wine, I can already smell mm. <laughs> some, of, some of that stuff. Excellent. Wonderful. So just to wrap up, anything that you'd like to say to listeners and past guests, just giving you the floor? Well, I mean, talking about inspiration, I think it's a wonderful means of getting inspired. So I can only invite them to listen to, you know, all the episodes they could they could find. And every guest that you're inviting actually is actually helping us to think other things and then think in a different way or asking ourselves different questions that we haven't asked before. So I'm going to go back to the inspiration for me. I think um, the past guests, I mean, the former episodes and everything were all about inspiration, something that I was thinking. And then I hear something which is totally, you know, at the opposite direction. You first react and then you just say, wow, that's also interesting to hear because obviously I haven't seen this part. So it helps us, I think, um, to find our blind spots, develop new perspectives and getting inspired. So I would probably give this as a final message. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for stopping by uh, on the on this <laughs> 300 episode. It's been super delightful to to talk to you about something, yeah, something quite different we haven't <laughs> podcasted about before. Amazing. Thanks for the invitation. I was delighted and congratulations again, really. I mean, well done. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. We'd love to hear your own thoughts about how you have changed your ways of working and what you think the future is for remote work inside and outside of organizations. You can use the contact form over at virtualnotdistant.com for your comments or reach out via Twitter. You can just look for me at Pilar Orti. And if you enjoyed this conversation, you might enjoy others we are having on the 21st Century Work Life podcast. So make sure you check out that show and subscribe. 
I have been Pilar Orti. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, enjoy.